0: Let's get started with the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the
0: event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask. Be sure to adjust your own mask. Hello, 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 everyone! Welcome to the Holilopy podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Sebastian Adams. I don't what, why, why did that come out? hold up this is your favorite host vernon t scott also known as slater jackson and for the freaky motherfuckers sebastian's adams again sebastian step the motherfuck back like what the hell is going on today
1: (laughs) you you just have both the identities going on so you know it's intertwined intertwined i got too much
0: (laughs) no (laughs) can we (laughs) do this not today lord not today so y'all I am joined by the wonderful Tyrell today and you know when things get passionate when things just build up it can be something that you love so much or it can be something that you are angry about sometimes you just need to release that motherfucking load we are having a uh, releasing the low uh, episode today y'all and it's about reality tv shows so Tyrell what the fuck do you have to say about reality tv
1: you know I obviously reality tv has gone through such like major transformation major transformations but on the same end like it's definitely not the same um you know when I think about reality television I'm just going to speak from my personal experience I got into reality television. I used to watch a few episodes of like the real world, mm-hmm. Road rules and, you know, stuff like that. I was a big person into the whole, if y- and y'all feel me in the comments, the whole flavor of love. And, you yes. know, yes, you know, but you know, it was kind of like, when you think about reality TV, In those days and you actually and if you actually go back and watch like you know some things that used to happen on those shows the bad girls club and you know things like that a lot of things that used to be said you know like would not fly you know in Mm -hmm. today's reality world and I think that as as I have I think you know matured in mind a little bit so has the nature of the reality tv that i watch not to say that you need to be a mature mind to watch reality television because naturally reality television is for escape purposes mm. so as much of an avid tv watcher as i am i like to disassociate myself from watching my procedural dramas my comedy and my action to watch something that yeah i know is like almost foolish in a lot you know some ways but it's like it's it's there it's there So, um, so yeah, you know, um, I don't know for anybody else that watches it out there. um, I am a, you know, huge, you know, fan of um, like Married at First Sight. I watch like the growing up hip hops. Um, I'll tune in from time to time, depending on who they have, like a marriage boot camp. I do watch Naked and Afraid on Discovery. That's really a good one. Um, and I do want to highlight my two actually favorite reality shows. Um, they're, de- you know, they're um, centered on um, Black culture and dating. Um, it's uh, two shows that come on the Oprah Winfrey Network. It's called Ready to Love. That's hosted by uh, Nephew Tommy. And um, uh, the show that comes on right after is called Put a Ring on It with uh, Dr. Nicola Beach. Um, love her. Um, she. Dr. Nicole, she'd be dropping those gems for us, guys. So definitely if um if you're happen to like, you know, relationship reality shows that are centered on black people, black culture, and definitely black culture that's not centered on ratchetness. Mm, I cool. definitely say to tune into those two, to definitely say to tune into those two shows.
0: That one's a word. That's an attack, too. And Just I'm, saying. I'm here for that. I'm here for Just the saying. slander. Good God. <laughs> he said Just it. He said it. But I, I'm with you with that. Like I will say. I loved me some uh, flavor of whatever. I love the fact that Flavor of Love is the one that really like skyrocketed the the um, that dating reality TV stuff because it's yeah. like before then yeah you had like the game shows and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you have this man who's looking for love. What there was something else that came out? Before, was it Real World that he was on, and then he found Bridget, and then they broke up or something like that?
1: No, I think it was um, just the fact that. Um you know, he was always looking, looking for love. So it was like, I think like he just didn't know in the what best platform to do that in. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, let's like, let's eventually get this VH1 show going where like, you know, you get this dating reality s- series going, which is like, like I say, looking at it now, it's like, you'll go back and it's like, okay, yeah, I can't really believe I watched this, <laughs> But, you <laughs> this know, so but it's, it was good in the moment. <laughs> it was good in the moment. Look, sometimes
0: I still I will go back and watch those series uh, because it, it it brings back a, a moment in time that mm-hmm. I really appreciated. Like that was a everybody's talking about it. So you can go to school and you having the conversation yeah. with everybody else. And it's it's like it's something so freaking new that mm-hmm. everybody wants to be a part of it. And everybody has their take on who uh, flavor should be choosing. And oh, he should not have taken her out. Uh, he shouldn't have given this person the rose. All those conversations was great. Mm-hmm. Man. And now I look at reality TV shows these days. Yeah, you still have some kind of conversations, but there's not any real connectivity within it. It's like what? now people are modeling themselves after who they see on the TV rather than having the discussions about how they're behaving or what they're engaging with or how what stuff is going on. It's mm-hmm. like when, um, <clears throat> like Love and Hip Hop is one show that I, actually cannot even watch anymore mm-hmm. I used to love it when it was just just plain all love uh, loving hip-hop there in New York Jim Jones his wife mm-hmm. uh, I always I feel like her name is uh, Carrie but I, 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 I might I, I might be completely off I forgot her name and I hate that just uh, watching them I connected with their relationship I connected with the stories that was going on even if there was some dramas it was not anything super crazy and then I always remember that last episode, before they even brought up Loving Hip Hop Atlanta,
2: mm.
0: um, Jim Jones' wife, she was so upset and she was like, uh, th- this is before the days of reunion shows. Uh, she was like, you all knew that I did not want to uh, speak with this person. I think it was Yandy. But she was like, y'all knew that um, I didn't want to talk to her. Y'all knew I did not want her in my presence. And you all orchestrated this stuff to get this rise out of me. And I'm done with this shit. And I was like, oh, shit. That's when reality TV uh, actually shifted for me. And I started to realize, oh, they might really be. This is why they say it's scripted. It's not that their lives are Mm. being changed or they're saying certain words is that they're putting them in situations that they that's getting an emotional response out of people and I'm like is that is that actually
1: a appropriate thing to do is that okay like what
0: is this
1: (laughs) and then when you start to realize because it's like even for like because honestly like I used to be a fan of like American Idol and Mm. you know like the voice and stuff like that but then it's kind of like moving forward it's like I it becomes to a point where I start to get upset because it's like nobody, the winners are always the person that I really don't think can sing or, you know, or anything like that. Or it's like, I'm really wondering how did we get to this place? You know, and, you know, just people, and, and I always used to feel like, you know, because of the fact it's reality, be like, it's always a personal attack against you. Like, why are you not picking my choice? Tr- my joy. <laughs> right <laughs> and so it's like it got to a point where i really just started becoming like really upset and but like you say recognizing the fact that this is like it's reality but it's really not like true true reality because mm-hmm. it is a big parts of it are scripted um there are certain things that are controlled by the producers behind the behind the scenes and things that, you know, need to be done to, you know, um, keep the network afloat. And to give a prime example of how the culture of network television, I mean, not network, but um, uh, reality t- uh, television culture have sh- has shifted is because it used to be like on competition shows, like The Challenge, for instance, mm-hmm. where, you know, you had certain incidents that happened in the past where somebody may have said something off kilter, maybe it was a, you know, racial slur or, you know, you know, homophobic slur or what have you. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, like it happened and, you know, the moments passed. But now a lot of these networks, if these contestants or these players are getting out of pocket. If they are saying anything that is homophobic or, you know, a racial slur or anything like that, they are not only being eliminated from competitions, they're being banned from like the network Mm. and things like that. And so, you know, and I think that's because of the fact of the culture, you know, that we that we live in now, it's kind of like, well, either you're going to hold them accountable or we're going to hold all of you accountable. Right. You know, and so, and I do have to admit, you know, a lot of those, you know, things I do, I, you know, obviously I do like, but it is to say like those kind of like off kilter moments that it's like, it's kind of like reminding you of like 90s comedy, where it's like the things that, you know, would not fly today. They still are funny, you know, funny in some sense, but, um, but yeah, it's, it really goes to show like just how the nature of reality TV show culture you know has expanded and it's changed and now it's become one of those things where I don't know I think because of the fact like we've seen it it's kind of like we've seen it all now Mm -hmm. that it's like it doesn't have that same feel good feeling you know like when the like when it was first coming out like you couldn't wait for you know oh to see so and so with this because I think right after like Flavor Flav I know like New York had her own show Mm -hmm. um Tiffany Pollard And then I know everybody was Mm gung-ho for like um, uh, Ray Ray J show um, with Ray J finding love and, you know, all that. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I mean, like, but it's, but I mean, like, but that's, but that was like the feel good, you know, stuff. It was like, oh yeah, like you really was involved in this. And now it's now even like a lot of these stars now who used to, you know, who were in these reality productions, you know, now that it's been years, you know, they're coming out to even speak about certain things because I know, you know, as much as you know, I hate to say it, if they ever decided to do a expose or candy conversation about um Tyra Bank show, America's next top model, mm. ooh child. child, ooh, I, child. I, would, I would
0: love to um, I will, I will, I would love to. For all the documentaries to just start rolling out about like treatments on a <laughs> like lot of these damn shows. Like we I would need the love tea. to. I will be yeah. all up in it. Like, give me we the we need the damn tea. <laughs> this is my new reality TV show. <laughs> it's your reality and your experiences. Tell me your let's talk about the traumas yeah. of this all. <laughs> like, let, let, let it out. Let it all the way out. Exactly. And like I. I will say in terms of respecting other people, uh, reality TV definitely has had that improvement, but I will say in terms of how the quality of treatment of the people, I've Mm. just seen a depreciation throughout the years because now they're focusing on what's, you know, selling. And the thing that is selling is drama. And in order to provoke this trauma, you have to trigger a lot of people. And if you constantly triggering people and making them have emotional responses, just so that you can exploit them for the money it's not it's not worth it it it, yeah. it it hurts me to see that happen to these people
1: right and just to even give like a prime example um i I was, um, I'm a big YouTube person as well. So I always like watching YouTube reactions. And one of the YouTube reactors I watched, she was commenting on this. I think it was like a recent season of like the show Marriage Bootcamp where these two uh, women got into an argument. And I can't remember who the who the stars were. So I'm not gonna comment on their names because mm-hmm. I don't wanna guess wrong. But she was saying that, you know, I understand like the incident that happened, but like she was saying You know, it was fueled a little bit by the producers and their rules because the producers have the rule, which you can understand about the fact when you sign a contract, obviously to be on reality TV, there are a lot of rules that you have to abide by.
0: The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences the holiloquy podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal subscribe today and join the conversation
1: to be on reality tv there are a lot of rules that you have to abide by well apparently the woman who was on the show she got into it with the producers at first because They have the rule that they can't have their phones for so many hours, you know, for the nature of production purposes while they're filming and stuff. But the woman was getting into an argument with production because she needed to call her children. Mm. And it's kind of like it's almost like being treated like a child. Like you're telling me that you're not going to allow me to have my phone or I can't have my phone to call my children to call my children like that's not, you know, that's not going to happen, and so what it did was, I think it was mentioned how one of the producers made a mention about how, oh, like, this other couple, like, had, that was able to, like, use their phone, for instance, knowing that that was going to trigger, like, a debate, you know, amongst the house, and particularly between these two women who didn't happen to like each other anyway, but it was just kind of like, damn like that's just really petty like you know I Mm -hmm. understand like production has their rules but like if I'm telling you I need to call my child like my child I don't care who you I really don't care who you are you'll be the president of the network like you're not gonna stop me from calling my child if I need to call my Mm -hmm. child (laughs) you know
0: like, I think back to uh, for whoever has not seen the final season of Dear White People fuck you because I'm still going to spoil this you haven't seen it
1: I have no
0: okay okay cool you better go back and see it anyways because uh, shame on you for not it is what it's May <laughs> it, well whenever this fucking airs it is when it airs but it is May and you have not seen Dear White People's fourth season yet whatever fuck you but in there in the fourth season they had the that um college the college uh thing kind of like um college hill um and it was like big brother college hill meet each other and (laughs) you know you have candace on there is that her name i think that's her name no calandria you have calandria Calandria, uh, coco on there she's Mm -hmm. um uh on there with muffy and is that her name how am I remembering? Remember. I, I can't
1: remember what the other girls.
0: Are. But they're they're doing this show and they're talking about how the producers are like um, making them um, go at each other. And I'm like, so this is what a lot of people experience when they're in these houses with these other people, and you have somebody who's literally pitting you against somebody, warping the reality of everything just so that they can get these emotional responses, or these reactions of people this is not okay. This is not healthy. This is not, what are we doing? Like what happened to honoring the actual natural interactions that people have together?
1: Yeah. And even for the new, the new like content creators, like, like Zeus network, for instance, like with the whole baddies, you know, which if you don't know, it's like a, like a reboot. It's not like a reboot, but it's like, where are they now in coming into like a new space of like Bad Girls Club. Mm. And um, then now they actually have um, Natalie Nunn, who is, you know, one of the prominent uh, Bad Girls Club members. She actually executive produced the Bad Boys Club that is actually airing that, you know, people consistently talk about. And it's like, the episodes are like so drawn out and so boring because it's like, if you take the fighting out of the show, you really don't have anything. Like a lot of people are commenting about the fact like you never really see them outside of the house, you know, except Mm -hmm. for maybe when they're inside the studio recording, when they were recording like the theme song or whatever, but it's like All of this compacted drama just takes place inside the house. So you really don't get to see them doing anything too much. And But I do agree with one of my reactors, how she said that Zeus is good about putting together good trailers to have you want to watch a show because their trailers for their shows when they're like, you know, promoting their content, they know how to promote content and get you like, oh, this is really about to be something. And really, when you watch it, it's really not it's a lot of, you know, they do a very good job at editing,
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) do a very good job at editing. And it's kind of like with a lot of these shows, if you took away, you know, like the fighting elements and things like that. And like people say, yeah, we like good drama. Yeah. Of course we tune in for good drama, but that's not all that I want to see. You know, I want to see these heart to heart conversations. I want to see people making progress in their lives, you know, kind of doing this and doing that. And that's kind of even why I've, falling off a bit, even though I still tune in, why I've kind of fallen off a little bit with growing up hip-hop. Because it's like the nature course of both of these growing up hip-hop Atlanta and the regular growing up hip-hop, it's like it was supposed to showcase the next generation, you know, doing their thing in music and in fashion and in culture with trying to make a name for themselves and stepping out of the limelight of you know like their parents who came before them but a lot of times now if you watch growing up hip-hop it's really just centered on drama these arguments that happen back and forth and things like that and like I say we all love a little bit of drama that's why we Mm kind of tune in but that's not all that I want to see if I'm watching a show like growing up hip-hop I want to see these people on their grind getting you know getting into that studio making these connections you know Um, facilitating their careers and things like that. Like, those are the things that I love to Mm -hmm. see, you know, about a show like that. And yeah, I just think that a lot of show, a lot of these reality shows right now, they get so bogged down in wanting to not just the drama, but then create manufactured drama as well. Right. It's like, because then when you, you not ever notice, like when you're watching something and you realize like, where the hell did this argument come? (laughs) <laughs> from. All the time. Like, really? All the time. Or it's like, like I say, even with Zeus, like this whole big blow up that just happened on like the bad boys club, where you got people's friends fighting the house guests and, and stuff like that. And really, when you think about it, it was all because of a bed of <laughs> a room <laughs> Like when you really stop to think about where these arguments stem from, it's not because somebody didn't talk about your mama. It's not because somebody came for your family or your children. It's because of beds. In a row.
0: Uh, I get that because um this is this is not I, I get the argument in terms of context for another show. For that, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just ridiculous. It's, it's just something stupid. But uh I cause I I will say, this is going to go back to why I brought up the other show, but I will say the thing that is lacking now is that back then we had narrative, uh, we had storytelling, and now it's just drama. And drama is just exciting. Like it's, I I would say exciting in a bad way. It's like, it's triggering. If you have to be focused on so much drama, you become a drama junkie. And then Mm -hmm. you just want to feed on that all the time so that when you get anything outside of that, you're not, you're not satisfied because you are, you're lacking in that trigger response. You're lacking in that drama. So you want something, you want to continue to feed on that energy. Mm. Um, Now, um, back to the narrative thing, it's like, um, and also the bed. So I think back to um, Charm School. I love that show Mm. so much. And I I still rewatch it every now and again now, because it had narrative. It also had drama. It had storytelling it had development it had a lot of things you even got kicked off wherever the case may be it was still all those factors within Mm -hmm. what uh, a lot of people like in reality tv but you had so much actual realness with it too it wasn't Mm -hmm. about pitting people against each other it was people if they had issues they had issues but it's like uh under, learning how the reason why safari or safari uh how do we pronounce her name mm-hmm, uh, the reason why she got into that fight the first episode of flavor of love season three if i'm not mistaken it might have been season two two or three uh, the reason why she got in that fight is because uh, of over that bed is because how she was brought up Yeah, because uh, she had a a fear of losing. She had uh, a lot of trauma uh, from her background Mm -hmm. that when you take my stuff, take my bed, I'm going to fight for it because that's what I had to do throughout my life. Mm -hmm. You get full circle moments in um, those type of reality TV shows that you don't get. Because we're just fighting over bed because we just a bunch of niggas. That's a mm-hmm. bunch of men. And we yeah. just want to be brutish and just fight over a, a position of the bed. Mm-hmm. You don't get that when you watch uh, a lot of um, TV shows or well, reality TV shows these days. I will say, um, like, Mob Wives. I love that because it even had narrative, narrative mm-hmm. to it. Um, and then for something today, I like to watch The Circle because it has development. You have Mm -hmm. twists and turns. It has the drama, but you still get to look at people and uh, find personas on that show that you connect with that you want to see win. Mm -hmm. Or you see that one person who's like uh, a catfish throughout the show. You're just like, you know what? I'm fucking with your strategy. I love what you're doing. I hope you win. I hope you catfish all the way to the fucking end. I (laughs) cannot. I love to see it. You better do that shit.
1: And that's why I love, you know, circling my mind around, you know, different types of reality shows as well. Like, you know, Naked and Afraid is not just about people just being naked, you know, in, in, you know, the wilderness or, you know, wherever they're being dropped off. It's about true survival skills, you know, putting their survival skills, you know, to the test. So it follows, you know, the a narrative. And then now the Naked and Afraid XL, which is follows, you know, people for 40 and 60 days in a, you know, remote location. So like you say, when there's a narrative to follow, regardless if you agree, disagree or whatever about what the outcome is, you know, you can follow a story because you can follow people's motivations, you Mm -hmm. know, for doing what it is that they do. And, you know, when they, you know, when you see people learning life lessons, things that, you know, you can take away, you know, as well, it makes it so that's where the reality aspect of it comes in. And like you say, it doesn't become just about I didn't just watch the whole season of this and it was just about drama. Right. And, that's
0: you know? it.
1: and so what, what are your feelings as it relates to the reunion shows? Mm. I think a lot of times the reunion shows, um, if there's any time that the producers have a hand is definitely in the, I think in, in the reunion shows because they have, to, I think reunion shows are often a very delicate balance because One, you have to get the right host because you have to get Mm. the host that's going to ask the burning questions. Like you have probably seen reunion shows where it's like they barely touch on like the things that, you know, we really want to know. Like reunion shows are not really just like are not supposed to be just like a recap of the season. Mm. Like I didn't watch the season. I know what happened. Like I want to know those nitty gritty things, those things that, you know, we may not have seen on camera you know, and things like that. So one, I think that depending on the type of show, um, reunions can be, you know, a good chance to come to some reconciliation, you know, for, you know, cast members for whatever that process looks like. It can also be a means to um, start some new drama because as we know, a lot of times with reality stars, they take a lot of their beefs and their arguments onto Twitter and to other social media platforms Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't necessarily have the goals to do in person so now when they show up to the reunion it's uh you know it's like it's one of those things it's on site you know so um so yeah it just really depends on what reality show it is but reunions can definitely be hit and miss I have seen you know some very good reunion specials and I've seen some really like less than less than stellar ones where it's like okay all we did was just recapped Mm-hmm. what the season was like what was the purpose of this
0: <laughs> yeah I don't I don't like a recap I I. I want to really have discussions about everything like i would say like let's take the circle their reunion is like their last episode where you get to see who won and whatnot it's not they've recapped the show and they're just like having conversations about everything i'm like i don't care about that now i just want to like see who the fuck won i'm going to watch all of this because y'all be having so interesting conversations but i just want to know who's won and then there's like um what <laughs> love is blind because uh, that's 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 the most recent uh, reunion Bye. show I actually watched and I'm like okay I want to see the aftermath of these conversations how's the relationship going How, mm. if, um are y'all still together are y'all not together uh, has anything reconnected if, if you did not you know, marry this person. I want to know what's happening there. What's going on? I've invested all this time uh, falling for you all and loving your relationships and also hating some of your relationships. I just want to know what the fuck is going on. Exactly. Let's talk about it. And then there's some shows that I just wish they would have the fucking reunion, like Fuckboy Island on HBO. (laughs) I want to know what the fuck happened after we off this damn island. 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 (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing all right uh what's the other one the uh too hot to handle i don't think that last Mm -hmm. season had an actual reunion what the fuck is going on even though i don't i just want to know if y'all still dating or not did the experiment work or not like but i just like look we just need some answers that's it it. i don't really care about the reality side of y'all's life i just want to know if y'all are still together but other shows that i have invested time in like um most definitely if it's like, if I, if when I were was watching like um, Love and Hip Hop, ATL, or even mm-hmm. Basketball Wives. I love the Basketball wise Reunions because Ooh. those were a little bit more laid back. It might have a little bit of tension, but they actually had conversations about right? They talked about what was going on in the show, how they're feeling in that moment, uh, watching the episodes th- uh, play out, yeah. all of that.
1: Yeah. And also, I think that that's also a a keen part about, you know, the reunions is because at that point, they've gotten a chance to actually see the season. Mm. And so, you know, so it's like sometimes, you know, the arguments that stem and things like that, where you think it's coming from one source, that may not be true. Or, you know, like they can see themselves like, oh, you know, maybe I took this a little bit out of context or maybe this wasn't how, you know, this was perceived or, you know, things like that. And then, you know, sometimes it is, you know, based on how the episode plays because sometimes the editing... Mm -hmm. you know, for some, you know, for some things makes it seem like, oh, okay. But you didn't really see the follow up to what Mm -hmm. happened, you know, after that. And that's why, you know, reality TV, and I, I really tried to have, compassion when seeing people especially like for you know like shows like love is blind or you know married at first sight and things like that because when you're trying to deal with a relationship or a budding relationship you are not going to be saying the all the right things at the right moment at Mm -hmm. the right time and things like that you gonna say some things that are off kilter and things like that so I really don't take, you know, one or two incidents as to say, like, oh, you know, I really just don't like that person, you know, that could have just been a moment, yes. you know, yeah. and so that, and the problem, I think, with reality TV is, like, the only part that you, the, you create a whole narrative of that mm-hmm. person based off of what you see, and sometimes it is valid, like, you know, basically this past season of Married at First Sight, this one contestant, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who I'm talking about, Alyssa. Um, you know, she has this kind of narcissistic thing where it's like, she didn't want to give her husband a chance, you know, from the first time she looked at him and then she wants to play the victim this entire season until they got divorced very early into the process. But even her at the reunion, you know, she's just saying, oh, but you know, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm really a good person. And, you know, just, you know, just things like that. And people just looking like at her like, girl, really? Like, we saw the nature of what you did. And in those kind of instances, she did own up to the fact that, yes, she didn't handle things in the best light. But it's kind of like it's way too past late for that, because it's Mm. like when you show your true ass, it's like there is nothing to be rectified about it. It's not just having a moment where, you know, you were a little less graceful than, you know, uh, than what you usually are. No, you showed who you are. So don't try to, you know, backpedal about that. And I I like
0: how you uh, mentioned how we can create our own stories about certain people on Mm -hmm. these reality TV shows. Like, oh my gosh, Young, uh, Famous and African. I love that so much. I need that season two to come out and that's another (laughs) show. If we have a motherfucking reunion, let me know about the shit because I want to see it. I haven't been on Netflix in like a month and a half, but I've seen that entire season twice. But Mm I will say when I first, when I was first watching it. Uh, I'm like, okay, this Connie chick, she is rubbing me the wrong way. What the mm-hmm. hell are you doing, girl? You've been messy. By episode three, I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling this Connie chick. <laughs> she is she is t- telling some truth and she's being real honest oh she's talking about going to therapy oh my god oh she's been to therapy oh Connie is not as messy as I thought she was by the end of it, I'm like you know what I'm on Connie's side on a lot of shit I don't care what the fuck y'all think is going on but I'm with Connie <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, sis is sis is giving me life um uh, and now and when I re the the I, I agreed with a lot of the things that she said, and even when it came to the things that they edited to make uh, give a negative skew of her, I'm like, okay, I can, I can see what you were saying in this moment in a little bit more context. Like, when she was like, oh, when you come up to somebody and you so uh, openly, um, like not you just give a lot of yourself you just start um telling people all about your personal business uh, within two minutes of meeting them Mm -hmm. she was like oh when when you do that I got you and um I I, when I first saw that I was like okay she sounds like she's a manipulator but no she uh when you watch the show and you look at that comment again it's like oh She recognized that this person might be damaged in some way. And she knows that I have you in a sense that I can probably help you
1: um,
0: Mm. deal with whatever emotional shit you got going on.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I also think that, you know, we also as viewers have to take accountability and responsibility in being complicit for you know the drama that does happen because like they say drama sells but the only reason Mm -hmm. why it sells is because we tune into it so I'm not going to say that we have to dismiss with the drama but we also have to make sure that we're promoting shows and we're watching shows that are not also about the drama like to give you a prime example uh the VH1 show My Celebrity Dream Wedding Mm -hmm. I love that show I'm hoping that they come back for you know like a second season because to follow three um three um black celebrity you know stylists in atlanta they're great at what they do yeah they have that friendly competition with each other but it's really about the client and making Mm. sure that they pull off the client's their you know dream wedding as best as they can so seeing people of color doing you know in their profession doing their business uh, aspects and even this new show that i um I'm happy to watch, um that's centering on um um black matchmakers, um and you know, their whole businesses and stuff like that. yeah, it's about the drama. yeah, they have drama, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. but it's really about them in their professional, in their professional lives as well and stuff like that. And I really don't feel like those shows get promoted as much as, like, say like, your, you know, your basketball wives or your love and hip hop and things like that because drama does sell. I mean, it does mm-hmm. sell and it sells for a reason. But I just want us moving into the future to also make sure that we're highly watching and promoting the shows that are that are not featuring, you know, drama twenty four seven. As to say, like, yeah, we like a great range of diverse content. Mm. So it's to say, like, oh, when I turn on my TV, like, this is not the only type of show that you know. I, you know, I watch, you know, I can watch something that yeah, is a little bit more drama, but I can also watch something that has a little bit more substance to it.
0: Yes. You know, I need I need you to just like make a whole list of everything that you be watching because <laughs> I I swear if there was a curator of black shows, that is you. Like, how <laughs> the hell you keep following? Is is it yeah, all I I no, know. Know.
1: I don't know, but you know, it's like, but the thing is, is like with me. It's like, you know, I I consider myself because I, the thing is, is like, I always like have this delineation in my mind because I'm not a, you know, housewives, you know, watcher. Mm -hmm. I'm not a basketball wise watcher or anything like that. But I do love to like watch my little like relationship reality shows and, you know, things like that. And like I say, I like to watch my off kilter things, you know, like Naked and Afraid and like I say, My Celebrity Dream Wedding and. You know, things like that. But I really enjoy seeing um, people of color being put into uh, positions and being seen Mm -hmm. um, in ways and hearing people's stories. Because um, one of the matchmakers on the um, matchmaker series, you know, we just learned about her struggles in episode two about her being a single mom, having to raise, you know, having to raise her family on her own and, you know, and things like that. So you're not just getting a, a glimpse into people's professionalism and how they promote their, you know, their professional lives, but also into their personal lives and, you know, struggles that, you know, people have dealt with. And you never know, something that somebody says in, you know, these reality shows, you know, could very much resonate with you. And especially for for people of color, it's it's good to see things that are mirrored, and that's why I really love the concept of the show, Put a Ring on it, because having these three couples who are all very different, but they are all facing that same aspect of their relationships. They refuse to move forward, but they don't want to go backwards. So the whole nature of the show is trying to unpack the nature of, at the end of this experiment, Will they go their separate ways or will they put a ring on it? And the thing is, even if you don't agree with the whole nature of, oh, well, the only way to find that out is if looking at if the grass is greener on the other side. So each week, all of them have their own individual dates with other people to see about things and patterns that they may or may not be getting in their own relationship. But even taking that aspect out of it, even if you don't like the premise or the nature of the show, I'm pretty sure that there have been a lot of couples out there that have been in some similar circumstances mm-hmm. where they're in a situation or a relationship where you don't know what is what what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, are asking that question. What are we doing? Like, we're not progressing forward. We refuse to go backwards. So it's like we just stuck in neutral. Like, what are we doing? You know, so it's like when you see those kind of things happen and you get to see these vulnerable moments with these people, especially, like I say, people of color on, you know, reality television, like even though you know that this is like cameras and things like that, something that is going on with these couples or individuals or whatever is something that resonates, you know, with Mm -hmm. in some form or fashion, no matter if it's something you've gone through or you've seen a friend go through and, you know, things like that. So I've even highly promoted for people in relationships. Hey, why don't you watch, you know, Ready to Love or, you know, put a ring on it? Because even though you may not necessarily be in this type of situation, the things that you can learn, you know, from watching, you know, other people's lives kind of play out can be a be a benefit to you. And it can spur conversations that you never thought that you would have to have.
0: Exactly. You know, like I'll, th- these those kind of shows are the ones that I love to watch and Mm. the reason why is because it 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 has the reality of the reality tv show Mm. you have those moments that do connect to you connect with you on an emotional level um you do get a glimpse of what is their lives their um their everything in those moments and i hate that um because we are so focused on the scripting to sell um, uh we are not doing the sell the story kind of thing Uh, and uh, I I would love to see a lot more uh, reality shows that do dive into the humanity of us all that uh, dive into the fact that you can uh, mess up in a relationship and heal from it because when people are watching these shows and they think about who they are their identities and whatnot and they see this is who I, this person is reflecting me, so I should be like them. Mm -hmm. And you don't see that diversity of, you can be a hurt individual. You can be a a person that's healing from trauma. You can be somebody who's had a very traumatic experience in your relationship and grow from it. You can be at those crossroads within your relationship and talk those things through with somebody and grow from those. We don't get that often. Exactly. And um, to know that those exist in um, Black spaces spaces is beautiful to me.
1: Exactly. And it's not to even discount because even with, you know, people of color being showcased, there is still a lot of discrimination that, you know, you can see mm-hmm. that, you know, is happening. Because like I say, I'm a big fan of the show Ready to Love that's hosted by nephew Tommy on OWN. And one of the great aspects about the show is that I love that it showcases like, singles who are in their 30s and up, you know, and so you get to see your diverse array of just beautiful black and brownness, you know, across the screen, you know, but one of the things that fans brought up with the show is that you know, it's kind of like they do fall into the nature of that whole typecasting, you know, type mm-hmm. thing where especially in regards to women and policing women's bodies, yeah. where you will see very voluptuous, you know, very beautiful women. But there's a key difference between being uh, thick or being voluptuous versus being plus size. And a pattern that has been established with the show is that you will get like one or two. Plus size women, mm-hmm. but they get almost kind of like singled out or eliminated early because you don't have men who are necessarily attracted to plus size women. Mm. You know, so you know we do still deal with the nature of body discrimination and things like that that do still come up. You know, with um, even with the shows that you know we we do happen to love, but uh, but like you say, you know, it's something that you know value lessons that you know I think that you can take away you know just depending on you know what your you know what your taste for reality you know taste for reality is and i think that that's maybe one of the reasons why cuz i'm a big fan of love i love love
2: mm-hmm. so
1: um i think that's why i gravitate towards you know like the love you know centered kind of uh shows um but yeah you know it's it's always something that yeah reality tv is actually you know it's therapy in a way mm. <laughs> it's therapy in a way that's a word
0: so on that note, um, do you have any lasting comments, words, or anything that you would like to share with the audience?
1: Ooh, Jess. Um, you know, since we've been, you know, obviously discussing the nature of, you know, reality television, you know, like I say, I just want to reiterate again, you know, let's um, let's diversify, you know, our our reality show pickings. You know, I, I hear a lot of people they, you know, they always talk about love and hip hop and you know the Real Housewives, but definitely look into other you know not so publicized you know kind of reality shows so you can have a bit of a variety you know if you're a competition person watch some competition reality shows Mm. if you happen to be a love center you know kind of reality show watcher get into you know some other ones like i say if you're into things like on vh1 my celebrity dream wedding and you know other, you know, reality shows, and let's get them up in numbers. So, you know, the networks feel like, oh, you know, this has a, you know, quite a bit of a fan base. So let's not cancel them or, you know, link them off the air. So that way, we're not just left with the housewives, mm-hmm. or, you know, basketball wives or love and hip hop, you know, so let's just, you know, as much as we love our reality television, let's also diversify yes. our, our, our TV show pickings.
0: Well, Tyrell, again, thank you so much for being you and just being amazing and coming on this podcast. I appreciate you. you a lot. I <laughs> love being here. <laughs> um, for the audience, thank you all so much uh, for listening to the Holy Loci podcast, where we step out and talk about sexuality. Um, just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye.